Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. And I'm a 22-year breast cancer survivor. I'm a certified life coach and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. And Sharon, before I say anything else, you're going to have to switch this to 23 pretty soon. I (laughs) certainly am. September. You're right. That's right. And my name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time breast cancer survivor. I'm a professional speaker and the author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Uh, Sharon and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. And, you know, today we're going to explore a very interesting and maybe even a little bit controversial topic. We're going to talk about Chinese medicine and specifically acupuncture and how it actually helps cancer patients. Our guest today is Marnie Freeman, the owner of Healing Way Acupuncture. Welcome, Marnie. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm very excited to join you today. Well, I'd love for you to kind of introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about, like, how you got in this line of work and, you know, part of your story. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Marnie Freeman, and I have an acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic in Portland, Oregon. Um, You know, I got into acupuncture in an interesting way. I was at the University of Utah doing my undergraduate and pre-med work, and I I was a runner and had knees that were just a problem, and I had been in physical therapy for about six months, and by chance, I went into a Chinese medicine doctor and had a treatment on my knees, uh, probably four different treatments, and I was able to get another 10, 15 years of running um, without having the symptoms that I'd had for a very long time. Um, oh, that's great. It was, it was interesting. Was great. I, I opened, it opened a door to me that I had never even considered. That that's wonderful. I mean, I I haven't heard of anyone doing that with with knee pain like that. That's that's fabulous. Yeah. Really, so we hear we, we hear a lot about Chinese medicine. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the history too and how that affects what we do today? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. There are so many theories about how Chinese medicine started, and we know, you know, that of course it's an Asian sort of medicine. It's a it's a question of did it start in China, did it start in Japan or Malaysia? But Chinese medicine has been practiced for a very long time and and has a history of. Um, you know, particularly an impact in China. China probably does the greatest amount of research on Chinese medicine, and so they are kind of at the forefront. But Chinese medicine has been practiced for thousands of years, and herbal medicine has also been practiced for thousands of years. Um, and so it's a medicine, it's a, a historical medicine, that is starting really to gain popularity in the United States. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And so how does acupuncture fit into Chinese medicine? Well, you know, there's, there's Chinese medicine and there's also acupuncture. And acupuncture is actually the placement of needles in different channels or meridians that run throughout the body. And it's fascinating because there are actually thousands of acupuncture points. And, you know, to get a visual, people ask me about this all the time. I, I remember one time there was an AT&T ad that had an electrical freeway. You, you saw a vision of the United States and then this electrical, um, it looked like a road map of a, an electrical 
electrical pulse, and that's a little bit like acupuncture. It's sort of like these energy pathways that run through the body. And when there starts to be a problem in one of these pathways, it's almost like you get a dark spot or you get a spot where, you know, for people that have been practicing for a period of time, you can run your hands over somebody and you can feel where the energy is not running the way that it should. And, for example, that the tissue might have a different temperature. It will definitely have a different look to it. Um, and it's, it's about opening this energy in the body so that things, that, that things are running and circulating the way that it should. Oh, that That's, makes sense. I never knew that there was actually a physical, so you can actually see a physical change in, is it like the skin or, mm-hmm. I mean, can you can you feel, is there any difference in, in, I mean, you said something about temperature, so is that like you can actually feel it on the surface of the skin where there's oh, a problem absolutely. like that? Mm-hmm. You can feel where you have heat, uh, you know, or a place where it shouldn't be. Like sometimes you'll put your hands into the abdomen or you can even feel uh, areas really throughout the entire body where there's a temperature difference. The tissue also feels very different. And this is, you know, there's a surgeon that uh, refers a lot of patients over here. And, and I've spent some time with her trying to explain to her because we touch bodies all day long. And you start to feel when the tissue doesn't feel quite right. Huh, that's That'd be interesting. So let me just add, I, I'm sorry, I'm fascinated by this. This is really amazing. So when a person is having, let's say I have pain in my lower back, and, you know, sometimes I do because I bend over funny and I don't lift something right or whatever, and suddenly my back's hurting. Well, sometimes it feels hot, too, or warm. Is that So that's not warm from inflammation. That could be warm from some kind of blockage. Is that... Am I hearing this right? is absolutely a part of it. So when, you know, when you have an inflammatory process, it is going to feel warm or even hot to the touch. Uh, When something becomes chronic, it starts to feel cold to the touch. When somebody's had Uh back pain or some sort of injury for years, then it's the opposite. And so we treat it very differently. But... So if there is inflammation, we know that there's going to be blockage in these channels in every case. Wow. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. fascinating, isn't it? So is this what you're talking about when you talk about Chinese pulses? No, this is completely different. And Chinese completely pulses, different. you know, okay. someone once said to me that when you've practiced Chinese medicine and taken pulses for 50 years, you'll really be an expert at Chinese pulses. The Chinese pulses are a way, it's, there are three different positions on each side of, the, of each wrist, and it's a way to check the organs within the body. And so, for example, when patients come into me, I always love to hear their story. I am very Western in my way of thinking, but completely Eastern in my way of treatment. And so what I will do is I will listen to someone's story, and then when I take the Chinese pulses, that is what really gives me the information I need to know what is not working in their body properly. And it, it is amazing. It is the absolutely greatest tool that I have to know what's happening in somebody's body at an internal level. It's, it's just incredible. And the things that I can tell, um, you know, I did extended studies in China. And when we were in China, we were not given any information whatsoever about a patient. Uh, I worked in a hospital there. And all we could do was take their Chinese pulses, look at their tongue, and then give our diagnosis. And so it really hones that ability to know what, you know, what is happening in a person. 
at, at the root level. Wow. That's amazing. That's so, incredible. <laughs> so when you say Chinese pulses then, so you said you can tell what's going on internally. So like mm-hmm. if your liver's not functioning properly or your kidneys or something else, is that, is that what you mean? Absolutely. Yes, and for example, um, you know, one of the, the pulses that I track uh, the closest when a patient is going through chemotherapy is actually the kidney pulse because, as we know, there can just be vast impact to the kidneys during chemotherapy, and so that is uh, one of the pulses I watch the closest. But, you know, we're able to look at every organ system, the lung, the spleen, the heart, the small intestine, the bladder, the kidney, every organ system within the body, and the goal, and even even when I'm doing acupuncture, I am taking those pulses as I work to get the pulse to, to change and shift as I'm working so that I know that I'm, I'm accomplishing what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. So and I, I don't know a lot about acupuncture, but acupuncture, you're like putting the needles in one place to affect some, somewhere else, right? Yes. Yes. In fact... Uh, years ago, there was a, uh, a doctor uh, back in Boston who did kind of an interesting study, and what she did was they had patients uh, come in, and I was on the faculty at the Oregon College of Oriental Medicine at the time, and she called and said, okay, here's what we'd like to do. We're trying to see, can we see something on an MRI that shows that, am- that acupuncture is working or doing something? And so what they did was they had patients... Uh, they did an MRI, and then they had acupuncturists go in and put in acupuncture points, stimulate those points to see if they could actually see a change in the imaging, and they did, which was fascinating. fascinating to everybody. It was kind of the first time that somebody had done something like that, and not only did they see change at an MRI level, they were even able to see some temperature change, and they, they saw that these channels, so, so for example, there are uh, points even down on the leg for the stomach or for the spleen, and they put some of those points in and stimulated those points, and the energy ran directly up the acupuncture, like the stomach acupuncture channel, and then the channel eventually goes into the stomach, and they could see that on the imaging. That's amazing. So when, when I see needles between people's toes, because I've seen pictures of that, and I just, I don't get that one. So what is, what is a needle between the toe? What part of the body well, is that that's impacting? That's not going to be so much an internal medicine generally per, uh, approach. It, it, it's, that would be more about creating circulation into that foot. And, you know, currently uh, there's a foot surgeon who is just an amazing doctor who sends incredible injuries over here uh, because I had a patient that just happened to be a patient of hers that was having serious problems with all kinds of, you know, after therapy or surgery with swelling and scarring and they just weren't doing well. And I treated him and Within three treatments, it had changed so much that when he went back to her, she's really funny. She always says to me, I don't even believe in acupuncture. I just believe in you. And I, and I think oh. she's changing. I think she's almost to the point of believing in acupuncture. I see a lot of her patients that, that have swelling. And so I'm able to um, treat these incisions in such a way that you, can, you really get them to change. And once the incision change and be, changes and becomes healthy, then circulation starts going. Uh, once you address, you know, the lymph system, say, down in a lower limb or, or anywhere in the body, really, then the energy starts to move and it starts to heal and they're able to, um, you know, heal the way that it, it should be healing. 
Wow. You know, I want to ask you a question about this, too, because, you know, a lot of the people that we talk to as, you know, cancer patients, they go through certain kinds of chemo and then they end up with neuropathy either in their Mm -hmm. hands Mm -hmm. or it seems like most people end up with it in their feet, you know, and for, and I'm, I'm one of those people. Is acupuncture something that can help with this, with neuropathy, whether it's dead? I mean, like the bottoms of my feet are dead, but the tops of my toes are hypersensitive and they burn. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I talk to a lot of women with that same condition. And so can you speak to that for, I know we're going to talk about side effects later, but since we're on the topic of toes, (laughs) you know, it does help. And what really is particularly helpful is when somebody is actually getting treatment. Now I cannot say that someone will not experience any of those symptoms, but what we're, we're finding is that the symptoms don't last in the same way or the intensity of the symptoms are better. We're, you know, generally when I'm working with someone that is in that process, if I'm doing acupuncture, you know, in, in their hands and their feet and then, of course, um, points on the body, we're, we really are able to keep the circulation going in a way that um, it's, it's better. I, can't, I, I wish I could tell you that we eliminate the symptoms completely. I, I don't feel that I do. But it absolutely takes the intensity. And then how long the symptoms stay. Um, most of the time, most patients you know, are not ending up with symptoms quite as, as severe as yours. Um, so you know, it's, it, it it's, it's good. Sometimes, you know, when you've been going through something like this, like so many of us have, sometimes better is good enough, you know. <laughs> so yes, even if yes. it's just a little bit better, when it's been horrible, it's, you know, that can be good enough. So exactly we have right. about... We have about four minutes to our first break, so can we? Um, I would like love to have you talk about cancer being the perfect storm. What does oh, that mean? You know, when you think about the perfect storm, if anyone saw the movie The Perfect Storm, there were a number of factors that came together in order for that that fishing boat to you know basically sink. It was it was the perfect storm, and you know I think that it's really a mistake when we look at cancer and they do research. And they're trying to say, well, it's, it's genetics or it's viruses or it's toxins. Or, and I think that cancer is a perfect storm of a number of things that happen within a human body. And so it can be all of those things. You know, for example, we could have 10 people with the same genetic anomaly and three will get cancer and seven won't. And so my question is, what about the seven that didn't? Why is that why did they not get the cancer? What is it in their body? And so what I feel is it really comes down to our immune systems. And so, you know, we may have a genetic predisposition. Uh, we may be carrying a virus. We may have had exposure to some sort of uh, toxicity, which we're all having exposure, but there's some toxicity that's much worse or in a, in a long time sort of exposure there's stress, you know, there's things in our diet. But I think that cancer is a perfect storm. And I think that when we're really going to see amazing outcomes, it's going to be when we approach it from that perspective that there are many different things involved uh, when somebody's body gets cancer. Boy, I, I, I could totally get that because it just seems like there is no one single thing. Every, you know, I know people want to try to 
pin cancer down to what was because I did this or because I, you know, did that in my youth or something. But you're right. I mean, it can be so many things and a combination of things. So kind of makes it a little harder to trick it or to, to figure it all out. So so let's let, let's talk just real briefly. We've only got about a minute left to the next break, but to talk about the standard of care. And I know that you've talked about wanting to change that standard of care. What does that mean to you? You know, that would probably be my greatest dream. Um, I work with oncologists on a regular basis, and it's very interesting. Um, there are some oncologists that are, are much more open to natural medicine. You know, Dr. Cynthia Axe, I know she has been on your show before, and she's one of those amazing, yeah. rare people that's a surgeon and still open to natural medicine. Um, and what, what happens currently is someone is diagnosed, they, you know, receive Western treatment. Uh, gen- most often it's surgical and then it's chemo and it may be radiation and sometimes in a different order depending on the type of cancer. And what I wish would happen, you know, when somebody gets to that place of being NEC and, and no evidence basically of disease and most people, I mean, in 20 years of practice are sent away and they're, they're not they don't even have an idea that there's something else that they could be doing. And can you imagine if the standard of care was, okay, we have finished Western treatment, we have done everything that we can do, we now want to refer you to someone in Chinese medicine or some other natural medicine practitioner because you need to address your immune system. You need to address why your body got cancer in the first place because all of us, are, are we are fighting cancer in our bodies, every single one of us, every single day. Well, something happened for the cancer to get ahead. And so what happened, and the only place that we can look is the immune system. And what, and see, that's the challenge, and that's the beautiful thing about pulses. We could have 25 different people sitting here that have been diagnosed with breast cancer, but the reason, even if it's the same type of breast cancer, the reason that their body got breast cancer can be different. And so that's that's the thing that is so both beautiful and tricky about treating uh, any sort of internal disease is that you really have to figure out for each person what the solution is because what we see is we can't do the same thing across the board. We, we don't True. have the outcomes that we want, but when we ap- approach each person individually, figure out what's happening. So if we could change that standard of care, and, and this is the reason I was the most excited to be on the show this morning because I truly, I ask myself every day, how am I going to get this information out to people? Because they don't know. I've never had anyone come in and say, my oncologist told me that I need to, you know, come and, and address my immune system. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. True. So well, we're going to head out topic. to break. <laughs> yeah, it's a big topic, and we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. But we do have to take a break right now. So we'd like love to invite you to call in and ask your questions about acupuncture. Our number is 866-472-5792, and we'll be back after the break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends need